Coming up a day after the first college football playoff rankings, we're talking all about Michigan and Ohio State, but Illinois can still make this thing too. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's program, we're going to get into Illinois' chances at making this college football playoff. A long road to travel before the Illini get to that point, but as things stand, even at 16 and the last of the four Big Ten teams in the CFP Top 25, Illinois has the opportunity to make it into the top four by the end of the season. That's coming up in just a minute here on the program. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has everything that you need to be able to get your job out there and to the people that you want right away. So head on over to linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash college. All right, let's break this down exactly, because in the first college football playoff rankings, Ohio State comes in two, Michigan five, already talked about that, Penn State at 15, and Illinois at 16. If you were just looking at where Illinois is in the rankings, they're in that range of pretty good team, maybe has some really good wins in it, but really not a contender for the playoff and probably already out of contention, even if they went out and everything goes the way that they would need it to go. In Illinois' case, though, they have something that really only one other team even close to them in the rankings has, and something a lot of teams in the top 10 and closer to the playoff rankings don't even have either. They have opportunity. Opportunity at winning a conference championship, opportunity at winning out and becoming a one-loss team with a conference championship, opportunity to beat the teams it needs to beat to silence the doubters that it has going into this final stretch of the season. Let's start to take a look at what Illinois has going forward. It's a brutal stretch of games that we have coming up, but if Illinois wins them, the Illini will be in that top four or close to it by the end of the year. Of course, you have this weekend against Penn State. And then on November 22nd, you get Michigan and the Wolverines. And then if you make the Big Ten title game, you get Michigan or Ohio State, either the Wolverines again or the Buckeyes for the first time, depending on what ends up happening in that game. So, if you're Illinois, you have a rare, rare occasion where a team from the Big Ten East is going to play either two out of the three good teams and ranked teams in the Big Ten West or play all three. And if it's the two out of three, you beat Michigan twice, which would be insane. But anywho, if Illinois does it, it would have the wins, it would have the conference title, it would have the resume. But even with all of that, the Illini are sitting at number 16 right now as a one-loss team, and it's up to the committee to decide if they're worthy. So let's take a look at all the other teams that we're looking at here in between 
Illinois in the college football playoff and try to figure out, okay, what is the scenario in which Illinois gets in? The biggest thing that the Illini have going for it right now is that if all this happens, not only is Illinois in, but it then knocks Michigan and Ohio State below it too. Because when we talk about other fringe teams trying to get in here, whether it be from the, say, ACC or Big 12, you're talking about teams that are trying to get in with likely the Ohio State or the Michigan plus two SEC teams, plus whoever else ends up in that conversation for the very last spot. But if you're Illinois, you know that the Big Ten is pretty much already guaranteed one spot in this college football playoff. If you beat Ohio State and Michigan, if you beat Michigan twice in Penn State here this weekend, you're above both those teams. Your resume is better than both those teams. You'd have head-to-head wins against at least one, if not both, Ohio State and Michigan. A one-loss Illinois team with the Big Ten championship has a better resume than the two other Big Ten contenders right now. They'd have to go through them to get there, so they'd earn it. But at least as things currently stand, the opportunity is there. And that's what I think is most important is because when you're talking about getting one of four spots in this situation, Illinois cannot do it if Michigan and Ohio State are still in the conversation. Luckily, they would play them and knock them out. Moving on, let's just start from scratch here and try to find, okay, what are the guaranteed teams that are going to get in no matter what, over Illinois, and what are the teams that Illinois can pass up here? What teams have the opportunity to pass up Illinois if we have the given of Illinois as an 11-1 and or 12-1 and with the Big Ten Conference Championship? If we get to that point, you have what I would say is a safe assumption of two of those three powerful SEC teams getting spots, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. Two of those teams are in. Two SEC teams just pencil them into the top four. If Clemson wins out, it takes a spot. I believe if TCU wins out, it would take a spot over one loss Illinois Big Ten champion. So if that happens, there's nothing for Illinois to do, really. Which is kind of understandable. The Illini lost once already. It's not a good loss to have on that resume. And even if you're a Big Ten champion, which matters a lot, If you're in that situation, the two SEC teams, one undefeated Clemson and an undefeated TCU, those are the four. Big Ten would somehow get left out of this because Illinois ended up doing so well. But if that doesn't happen, if one of those schools slip up along the way, you're looking at a situation where I think this has to be the Illini that gets the fourth spot. If that team's 11-1 and and with a Big Ten title, it beats what anybody else even could do with the rest of the way of the season here. Let's just go straight down the line here. Uh, You're looking at after what is the top four here. If you have, I'm sorry, I'm looking at where the big CS rankings are right now. I just said BCS. That's how I'm confused I am. Where the college football playoff rankings are right now. So we already talked about Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. That's one three and six. I'm trying to remember exactly how they ranked up. One, three, and six. Uh, Michigan's at two. They'd be out of the way. You'd have Ohio State, or I'm sorry, Ohio State at two. They'd be out of the way. Michigan's at five. They would be out of the way. Right now, after that, you've got the Clemson team, which we already talked about, can take a spot. TCU could already take a spot. Then number seven is a one-loss Oregon team, or I'm sorry, 
seven a seven and one or right now an eleven and one Oregon team, what would be a one loss Oregon team, a one loss USC team that's at number nine right now, or a one loss number twelve UCLA team, whoever comes out of that Pac twelve, even if they win out and win that Pac twelve championship, you're looking at a one loss Pac twelve champion against a one loss Big Ten champion. No Pac twelve team is getting in over the Illini. That's of course great news. Moving on down the list. Number 10 LSU has two losses. It's not getting in. Even if it were to beat everyone it needs to beat, and to be fair, if it beats Alabama this weekend, it is going to control its fate in the Big Ten West. That's a two-loss team. They're not going to get in, and if they do get in, they're going to be one of those two SEC teams. That's what will take that spot. So it's not like you have an extra spot getting taken. It's the same story for number 11 Old Miss as well. Uh, number 13, Kansas State, 14, Utah, 15, Penn State, all have two losses. You can throw them out of the conversation in comparison to Illinois. The only other team that's similar to where Illinois stands is number 17, North Carolina, right behind them. But if the Tar Heels went out and then win the ACC, it's the same story as what we had with the Pac-12 teams. USC, UCLA, Oregon, and also North Carolina. Even if they win, they're one-loss conference champs going up against a one-loss Big Ten champ, and the Big Ten's still better, even if you think it's a mess this season. Illinois gets in. So that's everybody who has a shot to be able to win out and see what they can do. And if Illinois wins out and does what it has to do, there's no way for them to be left out unless you have an undefeated Clemson and an undefeated TCU. That's when things get really interesting. Anything else? The Illini have at least hope to be able to make a college football playoff, which is insane, insane, insane to say. We're going to talk more about college football playoff stuff, of course, all the way up until the college football playoff. But coming up in just a moment... The UC Board of Regents is going to have a vote at the end of the month to talk about UCLA coming to the Big Ten. What power do they actually have? Could they tell UCLA to stay? What, what's going to happen there at the end? We're going to get into it here in a moment on Locked On Big Ten. Before I do that, though, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the biggest social professional network out there. You already have known this, I'm sure. But they also have their separate jobs platform within LinkedIn where employers can go and post jobs to find the people on the site who can best serve them. So if you want to post your job on LinkedIn for free, you can do it at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job to LinkedIn Jobs for free and get your name out there to anyone who can be the right candidate for you. It's again linkedin.com slash college. LinkedIn can help you find your next job. It's where I got this one. All right, let's get back into what's going on with the UCLA-USC merge. Obviously, USC is going to be here. But what's been going on with the California Board of Regents here, since UCLA is a public school, has started to get a little messy. 
it's been a little bit messy, and I, I guess it hasn't gotten more messy since the last time we talked about it. But it could get more messy here at the end of the month. Announcements made earlier today that the UC Board of Regents are going to hold a vote of some kind at the end of the month regarding the UCLA move to the Big Ten. I don't know what this vote is about. And I think the reason why there hasn't been more talk about this is because I don't think all that many people really know at all what the board is going to try and do here. They have options. They have options to at least try. I don't know what will work. But as what they claim to be the power of what happens with the Bruins, I think that they might think that they can stop this thing. But I'll get to that in just a second. Right now, what they have said, at least, is that they are the ones who control that power, not the heads of UCLA, the heads of the school. It is the Board of Regents, at least according to them, who has the power to decide in what conference those sports teams will play. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they're going to try and actually force UCLA to stay here or stay there in the Pac-12, but I don't really think I see that dramatic of a move being made here for a couple of reasons. One being that I don't know if the board can stop UCLA. I don't know if it wants that look. I don't know if it has the power to. Again, this is something that I'm not really sure the board even knows exactly what it's going to do at the end of the month here right now. But if it is going to try and force UCLA back in, it's a bad look because one, the Big Ten's going to make a whole lot more money for UCLA. And if you take that away from them, you have to be able to justify, okay, so why aren't you taking all that much more money? Of course, the location factor and everything and the reasons why a whole bunch of people on the West Coast have not been a fan of this are obvious. But at least when you're talking about in front of a boardroom full of people, the money conversation has to be had. Also, this move has pretty much already been made for all formalities of it. I mean, it was announced by the Big Ten that both schools were coming. They made the agreement done and signed. It's happening right now. So trying to get it to stop happening is a tall task. What I think could happen, and what we talked about before, was the idea of the regent saying, okay, you can go to the Big Ten, but you're going to have to pay this, this, and this. We're going to put in these kind of sanctions or disciplinary fees where it becomes such much, so much of a burden financially, whatever fees they put on UCLA, that they would want to stay anyway, that it's more beneficial for them to stay in the Pac-12. Also, there has been talks of if you move to the Big Ten, then as a California public school, all that Big Ten money you're getting, you're going to have to split it with Cal, which, again, is not ideal for the UCLA Bruins. Those are the kind of things that I think could legitimately happen here. The kind of money stuff that might be able to get UCLA back in. But as far as actually saying, hey, we voted and now you can't go, I don't see that happening. It could, and I think it's a possibility just because we know so little about what they're going to do at the end of the month. We know just right now there's going to be some sort of meeting and vote taking place. But as far as what's reasonable here, I don't think that fully trying to stop this from happening is all that reasonable at all. Also, if something happens and this hits a snag, the Big Ten could always just say, all right, we'll just take Stanford 
go ahead and stay in the Pac-12. And that's something that I don't think anybody really wants if you're at UCLA. Because right now you have an opportunity where you are going to be able to make more money in a bigger conference, in a conference that's more the future of college sports and where things are shifting here. Of course, UCLA fans would argue that we're the ones who made that shift happen. So if we go back, we unshift it. But if you ask me, the wheels are in motion. The biggest question here is what kind of moves is this Board of Regents actually trying to make? Because unless they do do the drastic measure of going and saying, hey, we voted and rejected, you're a Pac-12 team still? I think if that doesn't happen, this thing's pretty much over at the end of the month. Because unless something extreme on the fines and fees comes out of what they decide to try and do happens, then I think the Big Ten will figure the money out. If it's just a matter of paying whatever fees to leave and I'm sorry's and making apologies to everyone, then if you need to pay a little bit more money, I think the Big Ten will find a way to figure that thing out. They'll negotiate things. We'll get things done. If they try to actually stop things, then we have to have the conversation of, okay, whose decision is this really? And that's when things can get really messy. That's when legal things gets involved. That's when things that stop this from happening get involved, or at least things that pause this from happening get involved. If this gets into something any messier than just the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and UCLA and USC, or and these Board of Regents, or US, UCLA and Cal and the Board of Regents getting talking about it. If anybody else has to get involved, that's when things start getting messy. That's when this starts getting dragged on. That's when I start getting worried. But until then, I'm still 90, 95% even more confident that, yeah, there's no reason to believe that anything other than the Big Ten getting these two schools is going to be the end result. Could there be some struggles from now and then? Could there be some fights for money? Sure. But unless the regents say flat out, no, you can't go, UCLA and USC are gone, and they're the only thing right now that's even remotely looking like it could be staying in the way. So this is the final straw. If we get through the end of the month and they say, hey, whatever it is, blah, 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 you're going to have to pay this and that, but you can go, then they're gone. And then we're done having to deal with the Board of Regents, with George Klavkov, and as we'll mention in a minute, Bill Walton. But that's for just a second here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get into everything else that went on in the conference over the day, a reminder that Bet Online is the place to go for all of your sports betting needs. We're going to have Danny Cannell on the show here tomorrow to go over Big Ten lines for the weekend, brought to you by Bet Online. If you want to play along with us or get in on any of the action going on around the country, you can sign up for an account at Bet Online. If you hear a line on the show, it's from Bet Online. You can go over there to make sure that you're putting your money in the smart places with all the information and the lines that you need. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's wrap up here on the show. As we look at what happened in the Big Ten most recently here in the news, uh, we've been talking about the UCLA move. One of the things that also came out today, big quotes from Big Bill Walton, he of course opposes the move, says it's all academic, says that there's no reason, or, or all financial, says that there's no reason outside of the finances to do this. He's right. 
Uh, but that's not going to change anything because the finances are big enough to make it happen. Bill Walton is a crazy man. We knew that, but he, he says smart stuff when it comes to basketball and he says fun stuff. We all still like Bill Walton, but watch it. Moving on. People in Nebraska have started an energy drink company to help walk-ons. A part of an NIL deal, they've started Big Corn Energy, a couple of big corn husks on the front of it, 25% of the proceeds go to Nebraska Cornhusker walk-ons in particular. It's bigcornenergy.com. You can buy one right now. I think it was $32 for a 12-pack of these energy drinks. Just, I believe they're just standard, like, uh, regular energy drink-sized cans. Not, like, big, like, monster-sized cans, but like a like a seltzer-sized can, I would say. Yeah, 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 that would work. So if you want it and support Nebraska walk-on football, you can go over to Big Corn Energy and do that. They did point out they sweeten the energy drinks with corn syrup, not sugar. There is also nothing online to confirm that it's not corn flavored, but I would hope it's not. The field hockey yearly honors have been released by the Big Ten. Penn State Sophia Gladeau is the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Kayla Blass from Northwestern is the Defensive Player of the Year. Co-freshman of the year, Maryland's Erica Morris-Adams and Rutgers' Puck Winter, who is the second coolest name I've heard today. A little bit of foreshadowing. They are the freshman of the year, and Char Morate-Curtis from Penn State is coach of the year. In hockey news, Michigan's Adam Fantilli has been named the HCA Hockey Commissioners Association Rookie and Player of the Month. Yeah, that's right. Michigan freshman is both the rookie and player of the month after an extremely impressive start for the Wolverines. And in news outside the Big Ten, Gonzaga is talking about moving to the Big 12. Smart move for the Big 12, becoming a basketball conference. Adding Gonzaga would make sense. They don't have a football team, so they don't drag down the Big 12 football presence. There are other teams that maybe wouldn't stack up to Big 12 standards in other sports, but if you're talking about the big ones, football and basketball... You're adding a big positive there. So smart move, if you ask me. In recruiting news, we have some names to tell you about recommitting to football and basketball teams from over the weekend and in the last couple of days. Apologies, not over the weekend quite yet. Three-star running back Arnold Barnes committed to Nebraska a couple of days ago. Running back out of New Orleans is a bruiser. I would definitely call him a power back. 5'9", 224, it's listed at. I'm guessing maybe use him as a fullback, maybe put him somewhere else if you're Nebraska, but hey, we'll see what happens. Four-star defensive lineman Caden McDonald committed to Ohio State a couple of days ago. He's six foot three, three ten. Had offers from just about anyone who matters in the Big Ten: Michigan, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, Purdue, Wisconsin, more, and also schools around the country too: Clemson, Miami, Tennessee, Ohio State. Beat all of them to grab McDonald. And one basketball game to tell you about. Four-star shooting guard, George Washington III. You heard that right. George Washington III has committed to Michigan and the Wolverines. Shooting guard out of Dayton, 6'2", 165, had an offer from Ohio State 2 in the Big Ten. George Washington III. George Washington III. That is an impressive what has to be 100-plus years of a family naming their children George Washington. I love it. And maybe not 100 yet, but we'll see. 
Also in Big Ten schedule news, some scores to report from yesterday, men's basketball scrimmages. Michigan State survived a scare. We told you they were down at halftime in that game yesterday. Ended up winning at 73-56. to Ohio State beat Chaminade 101-57. to Only games officially that count on the Big Ten schedule. Volleyball matchups, Maryland is against number 15 Penn State. And Indiana travels to number 4 Nebraska. Also, some exhibition games for Purdue, Minnesota, and Northwestern. All those basketball games, by the way, you can watch on Big Ten Plus if you're a subscriber. That's a look at everything that's gone on in the Big Ten today. I'll be back tomorrow with more on everything you need to know here with Danny Cannell on the betting lines for the weekend. Another exciting weekend coming up in Big Ten football. Of course, with the first rankings from the college football playoff out, we can talk to Danny about those odds too. It's all coming up tomorrow on Locked On Big Ten. I'm back tomorrow with everything that happens today in the conference. Until then, follow us wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten 10, not T E N. I'm Nate with Sports on Twitter. Until tomorrow, Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten.